Hello and welcome to episode 11, 11 of Juror Number One. Thanks everybody who's been listening. This has just been an incredible uh, ride. Uh, it's amazing. So make sure you're sharing with your friends if you're enjoying it, because I sure am enjoying it. But let's get into this week's case. Now, this one really just blew my mind. It's so crazy how this all goes down. So let's get started. This is a murder in Mississippi. So this story starts out. May 3rd of 1992, a three-year-old little girl goes missing. Her name was Christine Jackson. Only three years old, she was abducted from her home. Well, that night, her mother's boyfriend was babysitting her along with two other kids that he had with this woman. His name's Kennedy Brewer. Maybe you've heard this story. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, oh my gosh, wait till the end of this one. So, what happened was, in the middle of the night, somehow, this little girl goes missing. And Mr. Brewer is like, I was here all night. I don't know how, I don't know what happened. But he was their immediate suspect because two days later, they found the young girl's body only 500 yards from her house. She was dead. She'd been raped and she'd been murdered. A three-year-old little girl had been raped and murdered. Well, they immediately suspect Kennedy. They say, well, you were home with them all night, and there's no sign of forced entry, so who could have done this but you? So they arrest him, and they charge him with rape and murder of young Christine. Well, this trial doesn't take place until three years after the murder. And they had some evidence here on Kennedy. They had some semen that they recovered, but it wasn't enough to do DNA testing at the time. But here we go. This is where things really change. So the medical examiner testified they found several marks all over the kid's body. And at the time, they believed them to be bite marks. So, Dr. Michael West, a forensic, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, odontologist? I don't know. He works with teeth, guys, okay? So, they brought him in to analyze these, quote-unquote, bite marks found on her body. And what does Dr. West say? Oh, Dr. West. 
He says, quote, without a doubt, these were inflicted by Kennedy Brewer. Wow. That's without a doubt of some bite marks? Okay. He is a doctor, and maybe you have to trust him, right? He also said that all 19 bite marks were made by Brewer because of his top two teeth. And the, the pattern said that it was only going to be him. Without a doubt, it was Kennedy who bit this girl. He said with a degree of certainty that his bite mark analysis is scientifically validated. But it has never been scientifically validated. So the defense, they're discrediting him already. They say that this, this, it, this can't be allowed as testimony. They can't prove the science behind it. But guess what? It was allowed. Crazy, right? Okay. So the defense brought in their own doctor, who was a licensed dentist. He was part of the American Forensic Board of Ondontology. Ondontology. And he testified that they weren't even human bite marks, that they were insect bites from her body being laid in the water for a few days. He said, this doctor said, it would be impossible to leave the same repeated bite mark impressions. Crazy, right? Which doctor are you going to believe? That was basically all the evidence they had. So, which dentist are you going to believe? Other than that, for the defense had one other small piece of evidence. The police and prosecution argued that there was no sign of forcible entry. But there was. See, one point that the uh, prosecution forgot to bring up, of course, was that in Christine's bedroom, the window was broken. So, what would you decide in this case? It's pretty small evidence, really. You have one dentist saying that he is without a doubt 100% sure that these bite marks were left by Kennedy. You have another dentist that's being called by the defense that says that these aren't even human bite marks. These are made by insects because the, the body was laying in the water. The prosecution says there was no forcible entry to get into the house, so it had to be Kennedy. But then the defense says, well, her bedroom window was broken. So what would you decide in this case is there enough evidence to send this man to jail not only just to jail but a death sentence or is that broken window enough reasonable doubt to let him go what would you do 
Well, here's what happened. Kennedy Brewer was convicted of capital murder and sexual battery, and he was sentenced to death. The entire time, he maintained that he was innocent, that he never did this. This was all based off of some crazy bite mark evidence. So he's sent to death row, still saying that I never did this. And it would take years before they would retest that DNA. Well, in 2001, they tested the DNA, and guess what? It wasn't Kennedy's. They said that they excluded him from being the perpetrator. Perfect, right? He should be just walking out of jail, right? Oh, no, 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 he's not. This is where this takes this crazy, weird turn. So the next year, they vacate his sentence. So... What happens now? You would think that he would just walk out of jail, walk off death row. He's a free man. But no, no, no. Sometimes they want to keep their guy in jail no matter what the evidence shows. So they're going to retry him. They vacated the sentence and they're going to try him for the same crime again when the DNA just showed he didn't do it. And let's tack on some more here to the crazy factor that over this time, he sat in jail for five more years before it went to trial. And then that got all screwed up because there was a bunch of conflict of interest as time had passed. So finally, six years after the DNA exonerated him, they said that we'll start his new trial, but, and they will also let him out on bail. So in 2007, he was released on bail while they're waiting to retry him again for this murder. What? You would think he'd be fine to go, but get this now, guys and gals. While they're getting ready for his second trial, they actually link the DNA they found to Justin Albert Johnson, who was one of the original suspects that they didn't chase down. So they questioned him, and he said, yeah, I killed that little girl. And I also killed another girl, Courtney Smith, a little bit before that. And he said, I acted alone in both of these cases. So get this, 18 months before Kennedy was arrested, there was another three-year-old girl who was raped and murdered and left in a pond by her house. Sounds familiar, right? Oh, way, way too familiar because guess what happens? The mother's boyfriend, LaVon Brooks, was charged and convicted by guess what? Bite mark evidence. What? You can't make this up. Two little girls were raped and murdered and left close to their house within 18 months of each other. Both of those cases, the mother's boyfriends were arrested. Both of those men were also convicted 
based off bite mark evidence. And guess who testified in both? If you said Dr. West, you are correct. He said in both cases that the teeth marks could have only came from these people. What? Thankfully, after this DNA comes out and the man confesses, LaVon Brooks and Kennedy Brewer were both set free, but not after serving 15 and 16 years in prison and death row. How nuts is that? That some bite mark evidence, which I think now you can't even use anymore, was used to convict two innocent men while a predator who preyed on little girls was out there roaming free. If I was that Dr. West, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. It is unbelievable what happens sometimes in our justice system. But thank God that the truth finally came out and that little girl's family can finally get some peace as long as, as well as Mr. Brewer and Mr. Brooks's family, as they're both free men. What a crazy story, right? Huh? Anyway, well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have more stories coming in the next few weeks, so be prepared. Make sure you're sharing with your friends and telling everybody that you love, that you can listen to your old friend Dan tell some murder mysteries. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful week. Farewell.